Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 193 tonight. Maurice is actually out of town, uh, and we have a buddy guest filling in. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to be discussing Bicycle Day, um, the, the origins, the history, and then, you know, maybe a little bit of our own experiences with LSD. Um, but uh, before we get started, why doesn't everybody head on over to Patreon? Uh, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mindescapepodcast. For just $2 a month, you'll get exclusive guest episodes and segments. I just uploaded um, an episode we did with Anthony Tyler where we discussed good versus evil and the metaphysics of it. Is there some sort of metaphysical good, metaphysical evil, or is this just all the psyche and the way it manifests? Um, so go check that out. And if again, I'll make this pitch. If you listen to our show and you like our show, for just $2 a month, we have like a whole other catalog of episodes we've done with guests that we've had on our show and extra segments and uh, stuff that's exclusive that's just on there as well. So go check that out. And one more thing, head on over to indrasweb.org. It is live. This is the social media platform we created to connect open minds. If you like discussing uh, different outside the box hypotheses, theories, uh, speculations. It's the perfect place to do it, especially if you like the topics that we discuss on this podcast regularly. So head on over to there. And uh, without further ado, welcome on the show, Trent. Hey, thanks so much. I had to be here. Yeah. I know we talk, you and I go back and forth a lot. Um, actually, in the way we met was through, I think, was DMT world and uh, That's right. that community and stuff. And uh, now I'm, I joined your Discord and you've joined ours, and uh, we go back and forth on there as well. But you have a podcast called Continuing the Conversation. Um, what's the full length though? Because so people can find it. Because I know there's a couple continuing the conversation. So it's continuing the conversation, a DW podcast, and it's. Uh, so it's just linked to DMT world. That's where we all met and started. You know, this thing evolved from originally just being a chat group to we started having audio chats and we do them like once a week. And then eventually we were recording them just so we could hear ourselves and like listen back and like, you know, because we're constantly just during our conversation throwing out different sources and all this so it was cool to record it and be able to listen back and like oh that's right i wanted to read this and i wanted him to read that and right uh so and then finally i'm sitting there on this pile of recordings and i'm like oh i should just release this <laughs> so we can all hear them and other people can hear them and join us and that's the whole whole point is just a not have I have a group of people that I want to talk with. Right. It's here's a conversation. Come join us. You know. Right. And, and they do it on Discord. And like he That's said, right. anybody can kind of jump in. And uh, I think the one I jumped in on, we talked about psychedelics. We talked about Indra's Web a little bit. We talked about. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff we got to in there. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great idea. And I think that um, 
when anybody can kind of participate like that, you, you definitely have a lot of different takes and perspectives and yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought the group is, idea. it's been really cool. Cause we have kind of been, you know, it's, you're not just talking once a week, it's discord chatting all the time. So it's people that you're getting to know a little bit. And then in these chats, you can dive deeper, you know, cause I've been, I also found recently there's the, the clubhouse app and I think that's it's exactly what I was kind of going for, you know, is just mm. being able to like anybody jump in and chat and throw in your opinion. But this clubhouse is still so anonymous that it's more of somebody being like, oh, this is my opinion. And then right. somebody else saying, this is my opinion. And there's never much back and forth because there's no like chemistry between the people. Right. Uh, so this group has been a fun way because we've built that chemistry. We we have those connections already. So now we can kind of pick at each other and, you know, dive yeah, deeper Yeah, that's together. awesome. So I have the been, link down below fun. if anybody's interested. Yeah, I have the link come down below. Us, come chat. Check it out. Um, so let's get to the business at hand, which would be... Yeah. Bicycle Day. So Bicycle. Bicycle Day is April 19th. This is the 78th anniversary of when Dr. Albert Hoffman first intentionally experienced LSD-25. Um, he actually created it in or developed it in 1938 uh, when he worked at Sandoz uh, Pharmaceutical in Basel, Switzerland. Um, and then I think on April 16th is when he uh, had a little un- bit yeah, on himself. Yeah, unintentionally <laughs> had like a microdose, right? Because yeah. I have a actually a journal log from I think one of his journals where he describes it. So this is from uh this is from, okay, so this is a journal log. It says last Friday, April sixteenth, nineteen forty three, I was forced to interrupt my work in the laboratory in the middle of the afternoon and proceed home. Being affected by a remarkable, relentless combined, or a remark, yeah, remarkable, relentless combined with a slight dizziness, at home I lay down and sank into a not unpleasant, intoxicated-like, characterized uh, by an extremely simulated imagination. In a dreamlike state, with eyes closed, I found the daylight to be unpleasantly glaring. I perceived an uh, uninterrupted stream of uh, fantastic pictures, extraordinary shapes with intense kaleidoscope play of colors. After some two hours, this condition faded away. So two hours, that must have been a tiny bit because if you're taking pure We all know how long it lasts. (laughs) Yeah, what, 10, 12 hours, sometimes longer, so... Uh, um, I've I've heard the the theory that this wasn't an LSD experience. This was a mystical experience that he <laughs> had that that something called out to him and and said, "Hey, there's something there. You better go check." Right. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 so that was so April 16th again. He had this little bit, and then April uh, 19th is when he's like, "Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna try this again and see what happens." Right. Uh, and he takes it and he rides his bike home and, you know, the rest is history. And now we, m- a lot of people, or I would say most people that know about psychedelics know about LSD and Albert Hoffman. Yeah, definitely. There's also the the question of how much was his uh, experience there. And there's some debate as to how much that was, too, for his full-blown Yeah, how much, how much are people saying? Because, I, I mean, I haven't looked into the dosage that much. I think much. it was... Uh, 250 micrograms i think is what they had wow. what he had said he was going to take which is you know 
more yeah. than you need. <laughs> yeah, especially if you if he created it himself too. Right. It's pure, it's pure and, synthesized. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah. I just because I think back and um, it's it, it would be so weird to experience something like that and not have the context. Even though you're right. a scientist, you're a chemist, you know, you know about all these different compounds. Obviously, it was known that there's psychoactive compounds out there in the world, but to synthesize one. Uh, you know, or create one is is a whole different story. Yeah, no, I always wondered that too about his two-hour experience was, you know, he had no frame of reference for this experience. So how much of it, maybe he just saw colors for a couple hours. So that mm. was what he was thinking for a couple hours, whereas the thing lasted longer. Uh, I don't know, I always think, because it is interesting. He's the one that like, you know, nobody could tell him what it was like. Right. He got to he got to be the one that said this is what it's like, which is pretty cool. Do you think <laughs> it takes a certain type of person too? Like, do you think he was maybe? Do you think he was like an open-minded person before that, or do you do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. you could be some sort of like a very materialistic, strict scientist, you know, by the scientific method, and maybe not want to take it again or have that have that same experience maybe you don't like it there's a lot of people that don't like losing control like that right yeah i think it obviously the fact that he had that small experience and said oh i need to go back for more kind of tells you that there's he's that type of person you know there's some of us that get that taste and say oh there's a lot more in the well i need to (laughs) dip the bucket back in you know so that's interesting um yeah i mean I, I wonder that for two hours too, like I've actually never microdosed LSD before. I microdosed psilocybin uh, a bunch back in my younger years, but I've never microdosed LSD. I mean, I've done it a decent amount when I was younger, but I've never taken just a little bit. So I wonder. Yeah. In my like, experience, it just, you don't get much, you know, you don't feel much. It's never like a shortened thing. It's mm. always like, no matter how much you do, it's there for a certain period of time. It's just, so you, have you have you microdosed or taken yeah, just a little bit? And, and what was sure. what was that like? Was it still that you're saying that was still like long or? Yeah, it was still the same. It still had its like length duration. You know, you're in it for that amount of time. I feel like no matter what, however much you do, it's just how intense that's going to be for you. So do you think it would be um, like the peak or the plateaus less amount of time then or? Yeah, yeah, you probably have a shorter plateau, um, but I don't know. I don't know. Every time's so different. It's hard to generalize right. any of it, you know. I've had I mean, some that I've been told, you know, whatever I had was like the smallest amount ever, and those are the times that it's like gone, other world. Yeah, so, usually you'll see somebody take like one tab and then cut it into like nine little yeah pieces or something like that. And then again, I've never done that. For the um, micro, I've always done where you dissolve it. And then you can take drops and then, you know, yeah. you know how the much first like- time I took it, we went, I think I was 18 and I had just moved to Chicago and I went to one of my buddy's house and he's like, Oh, you want to, you know, try this. And I didn't take it that night, but he dropped some liquid onto a couple sugar cubes. And then I think my buddy came over that weekend and we were just going to hang out and we watched the wall huge mistake it was <laughs> this was like a very heady psychological um i don't know i don't even know how to explain it I, not it wasn't like bad in the sense that but it was just almost like it opened my eyes to like 
you know, you know how the wall is like people coming back from yeah. war and they're all messed yeah. up and, you know, constant showing of like meat grinder, you know? So it's just right. like, it's this, um, and I love Pink Floyd, by the way. They're yeah. one of my top yeah. five bands of all Some time. Some of those movies, I've done the same with like Requiem for a Dream. Oh, that was... State, you know, like that's brutal to I've do. I've done that. Did you, you hear the that. episode where I talked about how I, we did DXM and then watched yeah. that? That yeah. was a mistake, dude. <laughs> that was a huge mistake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like all those movies that came out around the time, like Spun, Requiem yeah. for a Dream, like that. those right. aren't ones that you want to be... You know, yeah, and somehow I him. still did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's painful. Um, it, is. it is. You want to be watching something pretty, like uh, oh, what are the Indian films? The really pretty, like Dharma films. Yeah. Those are the best. <laughs> Just flowers, yeah, blooming. You know, that's what you want to watch. <laughs> yeah, my one buddy used to put on these like before this was like a thing. He used to have these VHSs of like you know the the different like color pattern stuff like the screensaver things that used to be on uh computers and like now it's like you know you can find it on channels like meditation stuff on youtube and stuff like that but those uh fractals and like the the moving fractals and everything he used to have these vhs's before it was even a thing and he'd put those on it i thought that was actually kind of cool back then heck yeah um now now you could make it an nft you just attach a little tag to it and it's worth money magic magic um so i mean i'm just trying to think like i most of my lsd experiences have been either at fish shows jam band shows uh bonnaroo fish festivals stuff like that and then that one time i like i just mentioned that was an intense time and then one time i did take it in my bedroom and it was i just listened to music the whole time and it was pretty incredible but yeah, I mean, I haven't done it a ton. It's psilocybin's more of my uh, plant spirit, yeah. you know, or my yeah. fung- fungus spirit. Yeah, the the LSD grabbed me early. That was one of my favorites from, you know, being young. And now it's 20 years later or whatever. And still, like, one of my first experiences with with a guy that just last year we were in a river basin whitewater rafting one weekend and we you know dipped back in and said hello together and it's cool because it's the relationships that i've built through years of you know dabbling and the community that surrounds it like you said the fish shows and the deadheads and you know it's cool to go to those communities and being plugged into them and you know you all enjoy something similar and it builds a strong bond and it's yeah. fun. It's fun at the fish show. It's fun at your house. It's fun in the woods. It's fun in my yard. <laughs> like it, it's it's just you know it's such a versatile thing. Whereas mushrooms, I I end up just laying eyes closed. Uh-huh. You know, going inside. But with LSD, it's always more fun to go explore. Everything's more fun. Yeah. See, I um, you know, I I I haven't done it in a long LSD in a long time. I and. There's probably a reason for that. And I mentioned, actually, <laughs> you mentioned having fun at, like, concerts. I mentioned on that episode we had Matthew Johnson on the last fish show I was at here in Chicago with, uh, you know, on uh, a decent amount of MDMA. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, like, 0.2. So yeah. So that was a hefty amount. That, um, was the, that was the jellyfish? Yeah. closed eye and opened eye jellyfish for like a long time so yeah i remember that story that's awesome um 
so but that kind of like turned me off of like doing it at shows <laughs> not that i whatever i mean I'm, I'm kind of an in the moment person in a way but at the same time it's like i'm not going out there looking to do that kind of stuff yeah. anymore i'm more fascinated with you mentioned closing my eyes you know psilocybin meditation yeah. you know going deep into the psyche and looking within and you know silent meditation in the dark you know i love that you know hey. so i'm less concerned about the visuals in my older age and more concerned about can it help me you know i use it to think hey. to new hey. ideas idea like creative ideas that kind of that's stuff. that's what in my life i i mean there's there's large periods where i have no interest that has no call but there's times where you're going through a lot of change and it's something that can be helpful because it can be a catalyst to push you past something that's holding you back, you know, and just that look outside yourself for a few hours sometimes is all you need to yeah. realize, oh, I can make this change in life. This is cool. This is mm. a cool change, you know, and I just I need that sometimes and. It's yeah. cool to have. It's a cool tool to have. You know, you don't need it all the time, but when you need it, it can be there. That's it. It's fun. So, do you feel like <laughs> do you, do you feel like more of a personal connection than with LSD, like over psilocybin? Then it's, it's all different connections. You know, yeah. like my youngest, my youngest experiences when I was, you know, I grew up in the church and grew up like preacher's kid and preacher's grandkid. And, my mom was a missionary and we traveled all over doing that and going from that to really exploring my own spirituality i you know all these things helped uh peyote was probably one of the most useful things and now i love having those little cute buttons around but i couldn't eat one i've never <laughs> actually done pay i've done muscle i've never done peyote though yeah, well, same difference. It all works. The San Pedro, the peyote, the yeah. But powder, is, is there? Do the, the other alkaloids do like? Have you if you've tried? For like, sure. Do For the, sure. So like, what? Which one do you think is like the most intense then out of all those? For me, or I guess the peyote the most, was the most or, intense, but it was just the setting. Okay. Like it was so intentional and so like traditional, and you know, whereas I've eaten san pedro many times and it's much you know it, it you can do it alone you know off on your own you yeah. know it's not so hard to get so you can buy those legally and they uh they can be very very intense and the bridgesy or i don't know how to pronounce it bridgesy there's multiple different kinds and those the alkaloid content, I think, is usually a little more vicious. <laughs> yeah, I know Hamilton uh, Morris did an episode on that. I think he went down to Wakabamba or some yeah. one of those places in South America, and um, yeah, I mean, he they cut them into like those little slices and boiled them up, oh, and man, it's hard to stomach. <laughs> does it taste? Does it taste bad? It's terrible. It's like yeah. battery acid. Wow, <laughs> it's not fun at all. But Jeez. it's. It's a cool plant. The connection's amazing. Uh, extracting it is a lot of work. So. Oh, sure. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, of... I feel like I always talk about it. I just feel like this, like, connection to psilocybin. Like, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah I've been doing it the longest I have did it, you know, in my earlier years in high school. And um, uh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like this, it feels like home or something. Like, right. You know, and obviously I have my own mental health stuff, you know, with OCD and stuff like that. And I think that all that 
you know, the serotonin playoff there definitely helps. Not that the other, you know, uh, traditional psychedelics don't do that either, but uh, I just think that, I don't know, there's something there. And I think that yeah. when I talk to people, they do have, they do favor kind of one more than others or have like a favorite, you know? I think I'm so ADHD that I don't need a favorite. <laughs> I just love them all. <laughs> I could see that with you though. Like knowing you and how you are, you know, like your personality and stuff. I could see that for sure that you just, yeah. it's like a go with Each the flow. Each day I might have a different, yeah. different favorite for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I, they all have a place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, um, Oh, I thought and they've actually, all been there as like, you know, a help and they've all, they've all been the help at some point. Right. It's pretty cool. It really is like just to know that they're there to reach out to if you need them, you know, it's, yeah. it's super cool. They're cool relationships to have. And when one has helped you, like you're saying, the mushrooms helped you, like it's awesome to know you have that ally, you know, right. sometimes it's going to challenge you and scare the bejeebus out of you, but it's still like there to show you something you need to see sure which is cool yeah i mean it it is uh it is challenging at times but i think if you have the proper reverence and you're sitting you know you're ready to do it and you're at home and you're not doing anything crazy out in public or anything i think it's a different story like i said you can just really be at peace with yourself and travel and you know travel through your inner space and kind of explore your mind a little bit more and come up with cool ideas and things you're unable to think of and connect with on a normal consciousness level so i found the past few uh mushroom experiences have been i i like to meditate and i meditate daily i have a practice but i don't ever have the time to like sit and meditate for four hours you know like that's like not something i usually have is an extra four hours just sit around but when you take mushrooms you've just you know dedicated four to six hours right and it's cool to like take that time and i almost get as much out of it when i do say i'm just going to take four hours and sit here and meditate you know and it's it's kind of to me it's that like sign to come to that place you know whether you're taking the mushroom or whether you're taking something else or whether you're just sitting down to meditate like right. you're just going to that space and gonna sit there for a bit and however you get there is up to you yeah no I, and you know what the weird thing is and i don't know if you felt this too as you got a little bit older but like i don't feel the need like i'll try and put on like tv and i'm like i gotta turn this off it's gotta be dark or (laughs) or i maybe gotta put on some music or i've been listening to like audiobooks sometimes too and just trying to like pay attention to that and think of like like visualize that on a different level you know yeah Um, so i've definitely listened to some of my favorite books recently uh in that headspace uh the four agreements just listening to that Oh, it's so good. It's so powerful. And then uh, Nonviolent Communication, his book, uh, is just so cool. It's so cool to listen to it in a different headspace, you know? You hear it from a new perspective. And, uh, yeah, I dig I dig listening to those audiobooks. Paul Selig, listening to Paul Selig in that headspace okay, is so amazing. That's you funny. It's funny you brought that up. So you actually asked me. We were talking a little bit about this, and uh, I heard him on Duncan Trussell Family yeah. Hour, I think. Yeah. And he's this medium. Is it a medium or is it a channel? Like, channeler. 
Um, and he channels this these entities or Melchizedek, which is like this ancient yep. order of priest or something. And you can even find it goes all the way back to like the book of Genesis kind of. Right. Um, and he does this thing where he'll say it's almost like he's repeating like some voice is saying something and then he repeats that voice, too. Um, yeah. It comes it, across real quick and then he'll repeat it. Right. It's, and it's it, very odd. I thought it was interesting. Look, I mean, I'm not really convinced usually by that kind of stuff, but it's like this is at least more fascinating than the other people that are, you know, like that. Did you watch any of those episodes of that near death um, thing on Netflix? There's like a yeah. bunch of episodes. Yeah. I didn't like the medium ones at all. I thought they could have just done the near death thing and then the reincarnation one and the signs from beyond kind of a thing. Right. I didn't like channeling the, thing is uh, the physical uh, channeling thing. It just wasn't my thing. But like, like I said, this guy's a little bit different and, even if it's not coming from some metaphysical realm, he at least is doing his homework, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, he knows yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, his message is definitely on point. <laughs> I like Paul Selig's stuff a lot. He's very... He seems like a really you know, compassionate person, too, yeah. and dedicated his life to, like, helping people and stuff. Yeah, so, so I, I went to a few of his uh, conferences, classes, workshop, whatever they call uh, in Burlington, and it was really cool. Just the group of people that gathered for that was awesome, and uh, everybody just kind of, you know, going, going into the space he takes you together was really fun. Yeah, he's a interesting guy. The channeling thing is hard, man. <laughs> like I'm a person that I have a lot of trouble with that. When it, yeah. when Selig's message hit me at like the right place at the right time, I was like, damn, this is weird. I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, try the, it out. But the, here's the, the thing: whole is channeling thing is just it's hard. Like, here's the, I, I have trouble. Here's what I'll say: I do believe that are there are. Okay, so let me put it this way: we've talked about a million times on this show the hard problem of consciousness. Yeah. Nobody knows exactly what consciousness is. Um, even we've had, you know. Uh, some of these psychedelic scientists on and we're talking about neuroimaging and like how these fMRI studies show that people will come in for studies and they're using certain parts of their brain and then they'll come back for the second part and they're using a completely different part of their brain to perform the same function so it's like and the way they only know that there's they're not like there's not some like 3d image of the brain where it's showing the neurons firing and certain things or whatever they actually use they track blood flow throughout the brain the brain that's how they know so it's like when you look at like the materialistic side of things science doesn't even know what the hell is going on with that so it's like i right. do at least pay attention to a lot of this like metaphysical alternative stuff because i think that let's say panpsychism is real and everything has some level of consciousness then that means that maybe consciousness is primary in the universe and if that's the right. case then our brains might just be receivers and if they are receivers maybe there's something else out there that people could tap into that's right. the way i would yeah. look at that the receiver what's the frequency and where is it coming from and right. are pleiadians sending messages through vibrational signals to channels i don't know <laughs> <laughs> see I, that that's the whole the whole planet and star system that's where i get lost it's like yeah man there's I no way so to like trouble. really know anything like that's you that's going way out there. and i know you're a lot more open-minded about this stuff than oh, yeah. me. but i gotta I love keep at least hearing it <laughs> i gotta keep my edge about this stuff i can't be just you can't yeah I, I like i said that how i just explained it is how i think about it as a possibility right 
right i i find the whole thing intriguing and that's that my brain sometimes so open that uh you know it might fall out but that's okay yeah i i'm i'm pretty grounded so no i like I, your I know where i'm at i like your philosophy on it you know like you and i were talking about the work of like dr claire graves yeah. uh, and like spiral dynamics and this idea of like kind of meeting people on their level where and like the evolution of consciousness yeah. and um you know there's not not to get your way but simply because you'll have more pleasure and ease of life doing it you know right you don't always need everybody to agree with you but when you can see them for who they are and they can see you for who you are it's a whole lot easier to get through life absolutely and you actually what i like about you is you are you have the patience to sit there with somebody who's saying some nutty things and to at least listen and entertain yeah. it you know like where is this person coming from like how Absolutely. Does this person think about this? And I, like I said, I, I love that. Um, I can't do that anymore. I've lost. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've been. I've been. It's uh, a muscle. You can get it back. I could you get it back, but it I, back. there's other things I'm fascinated yeah, with. So it's no, more of like a. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I'm selfish about like what I research. Like when we do this show, it's like what am I? What I'm interested in. I'm not doing this to produce content for other people of what I think they might like. This is generally my tr- search for truth and knowledge and if enlightenment's a thing, that kind of a thing. So, right, right. um, somebody's That's asking your about, show is so awesome. Cause you're I just digging for that. the answers you like. That's what makes this so good. Uh, shadow time writer asks about Tom Campbell. Actually, we have done an episode on, not with Tom Campbell, but on Tom Campbell, one of our buddies, uh, Andrew Tischler came on a while back and we were discussing my big toe, which is his book and theory of everything. And it has to goes into like simulation theory and entropy and like how everything's moving towards love, you know, anthropically. Um, and it's kind of an interesting thing. And I, you know, he's studied with uh, Bob Monroe and stuff like that. Um, look, I'm open-minded. I, the only thing I didn't like about that is, and I've heard him talk about it too, is his lack of interest in psychedelics. It's like, here's this thing, that allows you to interact in an altered state of consciousness in waking state. Right. And it's like, we're just going to disregard that because I already <laughs> know what that is. I don't have to do it kind of a right. thing. And and it's right. fine if you're going to say, Oh, I don't, you know, whatever. It's just, that's just how I think about that. It's like, if I'm a scientist, I'm at least going to talk to people that have done it or right. whatever. That's just my that's opinion. The, yeah. That's, that's why, you know, Strassman is so amazing because he <laughs> wants to go to the source. He wants to talk to people and what they actually felt. Right. Which is why that kind of study is so useful. Yeah, I mean, he was a fun person to talk to. That episode was kind of heavy science. Like a lot of, I was getting kind of nerded out. You know, I nerded yeah. out on it. But... Yeah. Well, you should. <laughs> you're sitting well, in front of Strassman and you're into it. You got to go all the way. But I look at the end of the day, though. I mean, he he does like the mystical side of things too. He wrote that yeah. second book, yeah. um, Soul of uh, Prophecy. Soul of Prophecy, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I love that one because that's you know what got me into this was I was a you know preacher's kid, a a Bible nerd growing up, and his his dive into that was just unbelievably cool. The fact that he was willing to broach that topic is just ballsy for a scientist. It's awesome. Uh, shout out to Shadow uh, Time Writer again. I know he's not against that. I didn't. If I said that, I didn't mean that. I mean, he just doesn't see them as an essential part of his idea or hypothesis. And I'm saying, I think as somebody who meditates a lot and 
likes these topics and studies consciousness in my own uh, regards, I think that, um, yeah, I think that it's it's at least a mistake not to entertain it more. But, um, hey, that's just my opinion. And, uh, <laughs> and again, I've read his books. It's not like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, there's some things I like about it, you know, and then there's some other things that's like, quantum mechanics and quantum physics it's like if we're if you're gonna get woo with it um that's fine but it's like i don't know i i I would have to see like some experiment like where it happens on the macro level because obviously it's happening at the quantum level we know that but i would need to see more happening on more of a larger scale for that to be more convincing for some of the stuff that he's talking about so um but yeah um so in terms of uh let's jump back to psychedelics here for a second um i've never done dmt um we've talked about that a lot on the podcast um i'm not against it or not against doing it i'm just not out there looking for anything actively right i'm blown away it hasn't slapped you in the face look man when i played in bands and when i played in bands and was gigging around and had a you know the old friend group and everything there's a lot of hippies there's a lot of stuff i probably would have had access to but i don't really do i'm not in that you know game anymore so um yeah selling selling you know real estate you don't end up like having somebody (laughs) hand you a dean pipe (laughs) um you're but not in, hanging out at the right party, man. <laughs> but the thing is, is like what I found fascinating was that episode you did on uh, that whole, and it's you. People can find it on your um, your podcast. Is the yeah. one with uh, about Chris Cantelmo and the whole yeah. DMT cult thing that he kind of cultivated, and it was like an online DMT cult, and uh, yeah, that whole story is fascinating. I don't yeah. want to go into it too much because no, I want I people it. I want people to go listen to your episode on it and your uh <laughs> your yeah. buddy your buddy's cracks me up, man. He is too much. Is the yeah, monster. Gerald is too I love that dude. He's got a new podcast. I should plug it for him. He's this funny <laughs> as hell Scottish guy that just yeah. he's ri- he just rips through the episode. Shout out to this uh, the salty speculation podcast. He's hilarious, but uh, yeah, no, it, that he was you know one of the main reasons I got into that group because he got to hang with weirdos like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's awesome, just it's, it, it's 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 an interesting story, and it's also tragic. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's definitely one of those ones where it's like. Like, I guess what I would ask you is just a quick question would be, did you kind of second guess things that you did believe after that, like after going through that? Or is that, did that not really kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like being a part of something like that and maybe being too close, did it, did you second guess it after it was over and be like, whoa, what's going like reassess or no, not really? I think so. I think for sure. I think anytime you see something like that where, you know, at first we saw him as some sort of good working, you know, and then that good twisted and changed and became not good <laughs> right? to where it was a tragic end. And it does, it does make you step back and say, Oh, I put a lot of like energy into these relationships and wow. You know, that you got, then there were people hurt, you know, there were people hurt and, it does. It makes you step back and say, oh, I need to reassess what the intent of these online communities are. And that was, you know, that was the birth of this project I have now was 
a failed group that you know it went to hell because there was a leader and there was a a guy telling us all how great he was and it was it was a fun conversation because it wasn't it wasn't a cult you know you listen to the episode and hear about it but it's it it was a group well, okay, of really so open-minded people. Let's talk about really that for a second. Fella. Let's talk about that for a second. Cool. Actually, let me bring up something first, and then we'll talk about that. But All right. what I was going to say is, um, and we actually kind of had a weird connection because he actually reached out to me to come on the podcast like, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and I kind of pushed it off a little bit just because I felt like a weird vibe about this email that he sent with all this like crazy information in it. Michael and then it I wasn't even him. <laughs> and, and then I asked a couple people from DMT world. I'm like, do you know this person? And I'm like, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, I would, you know, kind of steer clear of that. If, you know, yeah. it just it could it could have been a fascinating conversation, but it would have been like way out there. There would have been a lot of claims made that could not be. Oh, yeah. Oh, verified yeah. insane <laughs> Lot um, of fun. so um but yeah so we'll uh maybe we'll dive more into that at a different time and actually again sure. go check go check out his uh trends yeah, episode listen, on... that. listen to it here's my plea don't just listen to it then come talk to us about it that's the fun i don't want to just like here's my story listen to it come talk to me about it that's right. what i'm all about I want to. I want to hear people's takes. I want to hear your questions. Right, I think they're fun, because I should be asking more questions sometimes. <laughs> I'm pretty open. Yeah, I mean, it's good to be, you know, skeptical. Like, you don't want to be too skeptical, but at the same time, you don't want to just believe anything either. So it's like finding that medium, doing your research, cross-referencing things. Uh, Ruiz's. Yeah. It's not just the four agreements. There's the fifth agreement. Be skeptical, but learn yeah. to listen. There you go. That's that's his teaching. Um. So, okay, so then my other thing was going to be about, you mentioned it wasn't a cult, but we're in this different age now where, like, most things are online, especially with everything going on in the world. So everybody's at home or people are always on their computers. Couldn't there be one online? Like, couldn't something exist like that online where it sure. is, it's like a, the more modern version of that? It's like people are, like, hooked into this one thing and they'll do anything to protect it or... I keep... think you definitely could have an online cult. I wouldn't rule that out as a possibility at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's what my, my point was. I'm not saying that that was necessarily, but it was probably yeah. the closest thing I would know of in terms of like the psychedelic community of something that's yeah. like that. Right. I mean, for sure. For sure. It got close. If he would have been more effective, it could have become a cult. <laughs> right. And it went the opposite way, right? Where he like lost right. everything, but if yeah. he would have been gaining, it you yes. know, might've been a different it, story. Could have definitely been a different story for sure. We could have been buying Rolls Royces for this man, <laughs> like uh, Bogwan. Have you ever seen yeah, that documentary? Yeah, yeah. Wild Country. That's Wild Wild Country it. is a yeah. phenomenal Amazing. documentary. Amazing. I highly recommend. If nobody's seen Wild Wild Country, it's like a six-part series on Netflix. Amazing. Go watch. Phenomenal. It. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That man had multiple Rolls Royces bought for him. Just yeah. so he could sleep with people's wives. Amazing. <laughs> I actually, I think he started out with real knowledge and intentions. And I think it just kind of got, you know, you get involved with Hollywood people, you get involved with money and drugs. And as you mentioned. I think it was a lot of law one stuff. I think I've seen that come up. So. A lot of the stuff I read with from him. He early and you know there's a lot of people that swear by his book still you know or like maybe there's some people that don't even know about the later stuff that just know about his like early teachings and stuff too i found because when we did the episode i mean i was somewhat critical because i said 
he satiated basically what he did was he was trying to find enlightenment through like satiating his own desires yeah if, if that makes sense like he was yeah. his path of enlightenment was satiating himself and like all these experiences and like using sheila to like you know basically as like a shield but also as like seeing what she could do and what kind of Gurdjieffian experiment that whole thing would turn out to be you know so right. interesting stuff for um, sure for sure but uh yeah so bicycle day everybody you know be careful out there stay safe for and, sure uh we're actually going to probably wrap it up and keep this one short because we're going to record a second one here and I'll probably upload it tomorrow. Um, but uh, I just wanted to touch on this. I thought it was a good yeah. topic for today. And I know for sure. I Trent, think the best Trent part knows about Sykes, Bicycle Day. So. I think the best part about Bicycle Day isn't it's a good day to do drugs. I think it's a good day to talk about them. You know, we got to make this stuff more normalized. We got to make it okay to talk about this stuff because it's helped. You know, when there's something that's helped you and you're not able to talk about it with people, it's hard. It's much better to be able to say, yeah, I was going through a hard time and this helped me, you know, and being mm. able to talk through your experience and tell other people about it. Like, I, that's the thing about Bicycle Day I love, you know, we got to we got to make this stuff more normal to talk about. 100 percent. 100 percent. I think that. um I think you're absolutely right. And I think with the mental health stuff and all the research going into all this and, um, you know, anybody can watch the episodes we've had Matthew Johnson and Andrew Gallimore and Rick Strassman and all these fantastic psychedelic scientists on and talking to them, you see that like, these are profound tools that, you know, if they can be harnessed in a certain way, or maybe just even kept in the, the toolbox as just an extra tool in case somebody needs it, or it's just another option, you know, like, I, I, that's the way I look at it. I don't, I'm not like, this has to be it, or this is the way right. or whatever. Right. I look at it as like another tool. And if it, it's there, if you need it, and if you don't cool. And I know that they're also working on making some of these compounds, um, you know, taking some of the alkaloids, the non-psychedelic ones and seeing if they work. And some of them had had success. I think there's, a there's one from Ibogaine that they extracted that has no psychedelic or no, um, yeah, no, no psychedelic alkaloids. Tabernathalog, I think is the name of it. And it supposedly helps with addiction, but it doesn't have any of the psychedelic effects. So, yeah. um, so that, they, you know, there's people that are against that. I don't even think <laughs> like, why would you be against that? Like there's I'm some people that, <laughs> there's some people that don't want to experience psychedelics too. Like that's right. what, like as much as I like them and advocate for them and we talk about it and whatever, right. I'm not, I'm not this type of person that thinks everybody should do everything. I think that no. again, it should just be a tool for the people there, you know, to use cool, you know, if you want to use it cool, if you don't, if you want to try the one that doesn't have the psychedelic aspects of it, cool, awesome. you know? So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Let's take what you take, what you can and leave the rest, you know? All right. Well, awesome. let's wrap it up here again. Go check out Trent's podcast, especially the one that they did on Chris Cantelmo. Um, continuing the conversation I've linked down below at the bottom and join our discord, join their discord. I'll I'll add the link to that as well. After we get done, also head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash mind escape podcast for just $2 a month. You'll get exclusive guest episodes and segments. I just uh, uploaded um, one with Anthony Tyler. I mean, we have tons of good stuff on there. Randall Carlson, uh, Andrew Gallimore. I mean, 
you know, you look at a lot of the guests that we've had on the show and there's probably one on there. So, um, check that out. So, and then one more time before we get out of here, uh, head on over to injuresweb.org. This is the live, or this is, this is the platform we created and it is live. So head on over there, create an account. If you want to continue this conversation or speculate, hypothesize, theorize on a lot of these outside the box or, uh, topics or, you know, regarding metaphysics and the nature of reality. That's the perfect place to do it. So head on over there and, uh, yeah, that's it. Everybody stay safe out there. We love you. And thanks again for coming on Trent. We'll definitely have you back on. Maybe we'll have you back on when Maurice is here too. That'd be awesome. All right, everybody stay safe out there. Peace. Peace.